Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, I'm Lou Gregory and here's what's coming up today. Luton return, back to winning ways after a brilliant 3-0 win away at Blackpool. Today we discuss that win because it was a pretty good one in a little bit more detail. How good were we on Saturday and how good is this team looking after that win? What a difference a week makes, right? Also, Jordan Clark is probably one of the best free transfers in history. I think Nathan Jones said he probably was. Apart from Leo Messi, maybe. But uh, today we discuss him. How good's he been? What can we expect from him coming forward? And uh, how much do we love him? And as always, Mataro and Dave are with us. At, we are a day late today, so we do apologise for that. Um, well, thanks for turning up. Yeah, cheers. Well, look, the What's options up? were, and look, we'll explain ourselves why this while we're a day late, was mm. Mataro couldn't be with us for personal reasons. I was in Swansea... Uh, because I had to cover Brentford B, the B team for Brentford Shocking. today. Uh, they drew two all with Swansea under 23s. It's a good game. Two penalties for Swansea. Uh, either way, irrelevant. Yeah, don't, don't, care. Um, don't care. Don't care. But I said That's to really Dave cool. last night, I was like, look, I'll join on Zoom. We can we can sub Darren in for Bataro, but I think Dave bottled it. Didn't want to be in charge. No, that's the, not true. Darren, Darren's got COVID and he, he's uh, fine okay. struggling. So, oh. here we, we go. Well, me and you could have done it. Yeah, well... Dave, just be honest, you couldn't... I want, I want, no, I wanted Bataro to come and, and use his mic skills and get oh. front. Okay. What do you mean, moaning at me for the last three or four minutes previous to this? Look, but yeah. but, and before we go in any further... I've done it again. If you are listening to our podcast regularly and you notice Bataro is extremely quiet, it's because he doesn't... Is it he like talks from back here? He needs to talk oh. closer to the microphone. Okay. And also, it gives us a chance to talk about the cop draw as well, doesn't it? Let's be fair. Harrogate at home. Yeah, let's go for it. Put your best team out. Get through to the next round. Exactly. You know... Genuinely, don't let it be a banana skin because that would be terrible. Um, get out there, put the best, strongest team out, Nathan, if you're listening, and make sure we get through to the fourth round. To be honest, I see a lot of negativity over the uh, draw yesterday, but look, I'm quite happy for it. I just wanted like Tottenham away or something. Yeah, look, but the, we get Tottenham away time, next round. At the same time, it slims, you know, well, sorry, increases the chance of getting a bigger team in the next round if we do get through. Unless we see a couple of upsets, but look, we're fine, man. Look, we're gonna get to the fourth round. We'll get Tottenham away or Man United away. And we'll do them as well. That's it. Shall we talk about uh, Luton Blackpool then? Three word reviews. Barney says, much needed win. Finn says, back on track. Fraser, brilliant team spirit. Callum says, team selection correct. Matt says, Carlos Mendes Gomez. Uh, Gary says, better with Burke. And Anthony says, Blackpool was wet. I think everywhere has been pretty windy and wet this week, hasn't it? It's been, it's been ridiculous weather-wise. But back to winning ways, Batara. Exactly, which is nice. I think, how many times on a Saturday we said that this season? Or only on a, a few. Monday, or a Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, only a few. Tuesday in this case, but yeah, on the podcast as well. It's not, not happened very often, is it? But it's very nice. It feels very nice. And the weekend felt a lot better, didn't it? It was comfortable though, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed watching the game. thought we, we played some, some good football. We defended well when we needed to defend well. Yeah, um, yeah I thought, I don't... Phil, apart from that first, well. there was a couple of chances where Shea was unbelievable. But um, 
Yeah, I felt confident for the first time in weeks. I felt confident going forward, which we haven't. We've been saying all along, you know, at QPR didn't feel like we were going to get a goal. Um, the game at Cardiff, the Cardiff mm-hmm. game, we didn't feel like we were pushing enough. But on uh, at Blackpool, I thought we we the game plan changes, didn't we? The game plan yeah, was good. Th- things were going good as well. We had a lot of changes from the uh, game against Cardiff. Um, most notably, obviously Shea back in instead of Sluga. He missed out. Not sure. I don't think Jones actually said why. I don't know if it was is it illness. Illness. I don't know if that means COVID or well, whatever. Nowadays, you, you never know. But we said last week Shea would be disappointed not to have started again after that brilliant performance against Forest. But he got his chance again, and once again, well, took it, didn't he? Let's just say he was brilliant on Saturday against Blackburn. I mean, against Forest, he did nothing wrong. No, I think he had one thing to do or a couple of things to do. The dog's going mental, but never mind. We'll keep going. But um. <laughs> But no, look, on Saturday, when he was in the squad, I, I don't think anyone really thought, oh, fuck's sake, do you know what I mean? Shea's back in or yeah. whatever else. And if he's not back in against Fulham, I'll be very surprised as well. Yeah. I know a lot of people want to see Sluger back and whatever else, but, I mean, after that performance Saturday, let's face it, I mean, you could have nominated a couple of outfield players, maybe two or three, as man of the match, but for me, it was Shea. He did pull Excellent. off... Um, Two really good saves in that first half from the top of my head, I can remember. The one from the header, which he's kind of gone for. He's been barged yes, a bit, yeah. but it's had to get a hand to it. As YouTube yeah. can see all my hand reactions here. And the other one was like a long ranger, and he's dived, and he's just tipped it over. And I was like, mm, brilliant mm-hmm. save. But. The one from the header was superb. The one from the header was world-class save. Um, and there was a foul before that as well. So, you know, he did really well to keep that out. And it kept us in the game at, uh, yeah. was it nil nil at the time? And the conditions as well. Yeah, the like conditions the were awful. Were horrendous as well. I mean, you know, you've got to watch that ball. I mean, when the wind's taking it, whatever else, I mean, that is something else to do that. And I, I, see, I see a few things last week, people saying, you know, they'd rather Sluger in. But come on, man, James Shea has never, ever let us down, I don't think. In the Luton shirt. I think a few fans said he was poor against Stevenage in the cup game, yeah. which I guess you could say is. True, but at the so end was of the, the rest day, of the one team. game though. Yeah, and and so was the rest of the team against Stevenage. But mm-hmm. do you do you think we've kind of like overlooked Shea because of Sluga's, you know, dominance as as our number one keeper over the last few years? But and we and we kind of maybe all forget that Shea actually is still a decent goalkeeper, and he was when we signed him. Well, maybe not forgotten, but I mean, we know that. Well, I think the most of us know that you know when he's called upon, he does a job. I mean when he uh, played in League One that season as well. Amazing. I think when he came in for Steck in, was it League Two as well? Obviously took that off him as well and eventually... But look, I'm not saying he's going to come in and start week in, week out, but it's nice when you've got competition. Yeah, and you can... And it's a shame we haven't seen him play a little bit more often. The problem, the problem is, though, that when you your record transfer signing yeah. is your goalkeeper and then he doesn't play, everybody's going to moan because we spent all that money on the goalkeeper that doesn't play. You say play. all that money... Well, it's a lot of money for Luton Town. Yes, but it was it's a lot, a lot of money time. for Luton Town at this stage. Maybe not anymore if we get, you know, we get more successful, then maybe that's not a problem. But if you're if you're splashing out all the cash first season as well, we're I just, back in the championship. I just can't, I know you said it, it's a lot for Luton, but it is. I know, but at the end of the day, it's only 
1.2 oh, mil. Don't even say it's. Oh, no, get real. Don't say it's, it's only one. If we were Chelsea you, and no, we had just spent 70 mil Chelsea. on Teresa Belaga and he's now yeah, but, yeah, on but, the bench yeah, but, every single week, uh, nah, then maybe you could be a little man. bit disappointed. Okay, oldies will agree with me on this one. That's the problem with people of, of your generation. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang no, <laughs> that's the problem. Christ, I'm about to agree with you. Okay, agree. But what I'm trying to say is the value. Of, of a player means when somebody says 30, 40, 50, 60 million pounds, no one bats the bloody eyelid. But those teams are, are earning crap loads of money from the Premier League. They're probably crap loads in debt. They have someone financing their club. We're, we're a fan run club. We've got a really good yeah. board and they're not going to stretch our budget. So 1.2 million pounds is a lot of money. It's yeah. a lot of money. I don't care what you say. No, it is, it is. Okay. If we get in the Premier League... It was a lot of money at the time as well, and it still is a lot of money. No, but if I we just... were to go out and spend one and a half million pound now or two million pound, which probably inflation from three years ago rising up to that amount, you go, oh Christ, we're spending the cash a little bit. Two million pound. You no, might, I agree. You might look, look at Fulham who are signing your Wilsons or for whoever else for 11, stuff, 12 million pound, but... But they we, would never, we would never afford that. And plus, that's parachute yeah. payments and whatever else there. I do feel... rise from Premier League... I do feel, though, as a club... We are nearly at that stage. Where we have to do more. No, not where we have to do more, but where we can start potentially doing more and maybe looking at more £1 million signings because of the players we have now. And you, like we've we discussed on the podcast how much is Adebayo worth. If what we sold Adebayo and he's £15 mil, I'd be disappointed if we didn't go spend like three or four mil of that on like another brilliant But that's different, player. isn't so, it? That's, no, different. that's, that's what that's I'm saying. Developing like, I feel your like assets. we are nearly at that stage. Yeah, but then you shouldn't shun when someone says we spent all that money on a goalkeeper. Okay. Because We're going a bit little bit. I, I don't, don't care. 1.2 million is still a lot of money. But mainly it's about, about stabilising the club as well. I mean, yeah. that obviously the main, like you said, for James Justin, Stacey, that probably stabilised the club for the next however many years. That probably helped obviously during COVID and whatnot. But True. look, either way, we're not at that stage where we can spend big money, but we'll get to a decent level of spending at some point. But either going way. back to it, 1.35 million pound or whatever, it's a lot of money for us. And I agree with you, Dave, before you start getting your high horse. Okay. okay, off topic. Let's get back on it. Oh. Um, we're still on the starting 11. We're 10 minutes in. Um, right. Burt came back in. Mendes Gomez, surprisingly, after we discussed last week on the podcast, should the younger players be given an opportunity? Mendes Gomez was given an opportunity and he kind of played in two positions on Saturday. Started out wide. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think Nathan Jones even said in his post-match that moved in more central and kind of needed some support for Adebayo up front. But Mendes Gomez looked pretty good on, on the weekend, didn't he? He did his job, didn't he? I mean, he didn't do nothing spectacular, but, you know, he didn't lose the ball. Well, I don't recall him losing the ball anyway. He might have lost it once or so. But, you know, he, simple passes. He was making movement. He was freeing up you know, space for other players. and whatever I just else. feel but when he gets the good. ball, I'm hoping that something's going to... I feel sense something's going to happen. It's like he gets the ball and it's yeah. like he could either go on like a, a mad run here and dribble past three or four players, or he could just lose the ball but that's what I like about having him in the team it's that and we spoke about this the unpredictableness is that the word unpredictability which one unpredictability same thing yeah Yeah, either way Um, you don't know you don't know what's going to happen and I like that I like that yeah I mean there's a few players like that I mean probably more so on Saturday when you know you usually look at your team and go Dave I know what you're doing you're looking at the microphone and going give it all that I'm close to the microphone but anyway where sometimes, you know, you play a back three with a holding midfielder and your wing backs. I mean, it's almost predictable. Yeah. But obviously when you've got, you know, your Clarks in the team, you've got your uh, Mendes Gomez, you've got obviously Adi Bio, you know what he's about anyway. But they're young, exciting players anyway. 
And they really want it. They're really yeah. up for it. Yeah, I get that. And yeah. you know, even Campbell as well. I know many people haven't seen the I best. Campbell we haven't was seen solid the best. The but day. you know, look, he does a lot of running. I mean, we watched him, didn't we? Off the ball. Yeah. yeah, saying, watch him off the ball, watch him off the ball. Yeah, he did a lot of running. I think for me, that was one of, one of his better games for us, actually. Do you think we're a different side with Reese Burke in the team as centre-off? I've always said it. I'm a big fan of Reese Burke. Do you presence, reckon he has to keep that, keep that starting spot now? Because obviously Lockyer missed out. I don't know if that was due to illness as well, I think, it, I think Jones said. But does Burke stay in that team now? And I also saw someone tweet the other day saying, Burke like, is so good at like, carrying the ball out. He's, yeah, he's it, brilliant. It changes the way we play. Yeah, Oh, 100%. I mean, no, for a big guy as well, he's, he's surprisingly quite quick off the mark as well, isn't he? But look, for me, he's, he's an all-round centre-half. He's a bit, you know, he's, he's very tall, which is obviously going to be good in the air. But like I say, ball carrying is also a thing. Yeah, And I, he doesn't get caught out quite often, uh, a lot either. So look, I'm happy. You know my, my feelings towards him in the squad anyway. I think he's brilliant, but I like big centre-halves. No, let's face it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, love yeah, your no, life score, didn't they? At yeah. one to make it one 0 Should we talk about the goal? Yeah, let's do it. Go for it. Brilliant corner in. Actually, you know mm. what? Let's give props to James Bree because he actually put in a pretty good delivery for the free kick, which uh, the keeper parried out for a yes, corner. Yeah, and no Blackpool fans moaned about him not catching that free kick, but it was an awkward bounce. Wet and windy wet. conditions. Bree's put that in a good area where the keepers had to. Yeah, probably had to take no chances and. Should be some running in though, from our point of view. Yeah, I think Bree was annoyed at that. I'll tell you what, it's pretty much on the money that ball as well, wasn't it? So no one, no one took a chance. But look, like you say, if someone did take a chance, might score. But either way, got the corner, bang, goes in back post. There's a brilliant delivery from Naismith as well, wasn't it? And a, yeah. a, and a brilliant header from Sonny on the underside of the crossbar. But he did that against Middlesbrough the other week because I was sitting there thinking we don't really score much from corners, and I realised which we did from Middlesbrough the other day. But um, it's good to score from a corner again, isn't it? It's just. Well. Yeah, I mean, but like it's quite rare as a Luton fan that we see goals from corners. Our, our, yeah. our set pieces recently have been poor. Our corners have been poor recently, and and that one just lifted the mood, didn't it? Was that Naismith's first corner as well for the season? I have no idea. Ah, oh, so it was standard. I don't know. I'm just I'm t- I'm going to take a guess on just, that. Uh, this goes to prove though, if you put the ball in the right place, we've got the people there to finish it, it's and, good and, to, and yeah. we've been missing that. We've not been beating the first man sometimes. Do you know, I think it's nice having in swinger as well. Yeah, and rather yeah. than out swing all the time. That's what I prefer. I prefer an in swing. I mean, with it's a bit more pressure, well, like, on, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whack it on the keeper or whatever. I mean, look, floats across. The keeper's nowhere to be seen. Sonny's there to nod it in. I mean, we could do that so many more times. I mean, like I say, Burke, Bradley, the height, you know, in that back four and whatever else, Addy Bio. You've got the players that are six foot plus. Get it in the bloody box. Yeah. And well, just he try did. to beat the first man. But yeah. And it was a brilliant header from Sonny and he scores for once not in front of the Sky TV cameras, yeah. which is very rare for Sonny Bradley. Yeah, um, pretty good first half from us. Second half, I think we came out and, and we kind of took it by storm, didn't we? We're never looking in, in trouble. And we made it 2-0 and it was um, a beautiful little header from Elijah and mm-hmm. a beautiful ball in from Jordan Clark. It was, wasn't it? It was... Uh, do you know, I see the, um, the header from behind uh, the reverse angle or whatever. And if you watch the flight of the ball, right, it gets whips in. Adi Bio is sort of like, obviously, side on. And he sort of... It's almost like he gets spinning the ball. I don't know if that was due to the wind and the conditions or whatever, but it sort of goes straight and it sort of like spins at the last minute. Straight in, but yeah, perfect. Not that that's really relevant, but yeah. Nah, it was just They're both header. really good, aren't they? Jordan Clark and Elijah. We sing their praises all the time, but 
I think that moment of real quality on Saturday was that, and it showed. The cross, the header, just mm. getting into space, predicting where he was going. Yeah, decent, decent player. And uh, uh, we went mental, obviously, because mm. you, you need to. Uh, yeah, good. Well, that's it's just of, nice to yeah. see a striker scoring, isn't it? It's kind of when you look at it and go, yeah, we're turning up now. It's a lot more comfortable. You know, it's like mm. a 1-0. You sit there and you're like, here we go again. Can it happen? But now, look, never look back, really. Push on, push on. And like you say, onto the third one. Oh, it's class, well, do it? you know, when we was at 2-0, we, we did back off a little bit. We was defending differently, I thought, because I, I was saying to you, you know, I'm, you know, we should show it up a bit, um, sort of push up, and you were saying, no, we're playing a different, different way now. And uh, we defended really well. I mean, I don't really remember them having too many clear-cut chances. No, I think Shea pulled off a couple of saves in the second half, but... Yeah, I think it's like once you're two nil, it the game changes to all right. We're two nil up now. We don't have to press as much. We don't. We can just contain and do our jobs and see this win out, um, and get them on the break. And get them on the break, which I guess we kind of did to make it three nil. And it was a brilliant run from Musque. Musque is that Musque? Musque, whatever. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we'll go with that. Mere pronunciations. You never never be too sure. Um, just calling me Admiral. Admiral was. Brilliant at the start of the season. Mm. I think against Barnsley, he was unreal with some of his runs. Um, and we kind of saw that against Blackpool with that run in and that ball into Jordan Clark, who who kind of taps it in, but made it look a lot nicer than just a tapping. Oh, that was a bit more in a tapping, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. That it's his was, positioning as well. volley, that was. <laughs> but his positioning, um, you could see when, when uh, Admiral was running into the box, he wanted it somewhere, then mm. he checked back. Yeah. And, and, and fair play for the pass, because the pass there was precision. And three uh, nil. Admiral as well. Right. He's down. he's a powerhouse, you know. He can run with that ball. I've seen him a few times this season. He's come on as well. And the boy runs. He looks looks quick. I think with some of these younger players, I, I think some of the, I, I might be wrong, but I, I suggest that some of the opposition are not aware of them in, oh, the, in the same yeah. way that they're aware of your regular teammates. So they don't know what to expect, and they don't know how good they are. Uh, and it's nice to see them perform well and get praise for it because you know if it was going the other way. You know, we'd all be thinking, what have you done, Nathan? But he chose yeah. the right team this time and, and he set us upright and we played we played like Luton can play and that's that's good to see. Yeah, it's quite exciting, wasn't it, at times? Yeah. And it was, like you say, had to soak it up for a little while for about a 15, 20 minute spell in the second half. But look, once we were over that, counter-attack, bang, there you go. And it's just like we've said recently, it's just that consistency, isn't it, that we've struggled to find, really, because we had n- numerous chances, uh, Producer Jacob says it, 12 shots, five on target. Um, and it just feels like we struggled to create chances in the last couple of, well, especially against Cardiff at home, we didn't really create anything. Um, and against QPR, you'd say we created stuff, but not really anything clear cut. It was more half chances, weren't it? So it was nice to go away from home, win 3 0. And another clean points. sheet as well. Another clean sheet. I think that puts us up to joint second in the league for most clean sheets. That's brilliant, nice. Wow. Which is is a good building good. block. I think we just get things right. It's it's good. Um, Producer Jacobs put in our running order today. Uh, Luton Town have scored the most league goals inside the six yard box in the top four tiers this really? season. Wow, fourteen. Then the next team behind us with twelve are Liverpool, Cardiff, Ipswich, and Rotherham. Then eleven with Man City and Wickham. Can yeah. you take anything from that, or is that more just like they shoot from know. further out? Yeah, everyone else just Not, shoots from yeah. further out and scores. And we if, if, you look our, if you probably look at our stats from shooting further out, um, let's be honest, it hasn't been good recently, has it? Let's be uh, fair. 
But you know what? You take your opportunities. You put the ball in there, and your strikers are in there. You get the chances. You take them. That's what we we've been lacking. That we've been lacking that the last couple of games. We lacked it at QPR. We lacked it at home to Cardiff. We weren't we weren't taking those chances. And, and on Saturday we did. So those six yard things, great. And it's not like they're trying to over. Do you know? Like sometimes you watch a game and you think, oh, you know, just shoot. Don't go. Mm-hmm. Just don't play the pretty football. But we created some good chances. I like that. I think it just proves as well that the build-up's a lot, you know, a lot, a lot better as well. Yeah. If you're scoring from that close range, it obviously means that we're packing the area and, you know, we're playing across the goal, clearly, but... Do you know, like, when you dominate a game, though, it's just nice to get the rewards sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and we just have, we, you know, let's hope this is moving forward now, although, obviously, a harder game on Saturday. Yeah, but we're going to win 1-0, it's all right. We're going to start a bit, anyway. Jordan Clark, it was uh, a player who... Played very well on the weekend and he's normally pretty good and Nathan Jones described him as one of the best free transfers in football history. Um, he was so good again on Saturday. And I don't know, it just, it just makes you think like, with Jordan Clark, what's impressed you most about him this season? And we've been crying out for like a Dewsbury Hall type player. Is it better to see him more in that central attacking midfield role? Because I know last year you've led a lot of right wing back and stuff, but... Just getting him in that middle of the pitch. Certain games, yes, but I still I still like him out wide. I'm not gonna lie to you. But I mean, I'll be honest. I've seen. I wouldn't say he's been amazing this season. I, I'm gonna throw that one out there. People might disagree with me, but I wouldn't say he stood out. But I was saying, you know, certain games he's been a far more superior player to, than a lot of people. But for me, it's. Recently, he's getting a lot better this season. That central, I think he hasn't. I don't think he's played there for a while. Um, I think the last time he played there was pretty accurate, wasn't it? In attacking midfield or whatever. But no, I think he's looking a bit, lot more comfortable in that role as of recent. But I'd still like to see him out wide occasionally. What impressed you most about Jordan Clark? I, I think I get excited when he's, when he's got the ball and he's playing well. I, I think he can create anything. I think he creates a lot. I think he, he's a good presence on the pitch when when, when you're watching. Um, I, do, I, I, I think we didn't. Did we get him for free? Yeah. You know what a bloody signing that is for free. You know I, I just I think he's a quality player and I think he's coming into his own. So I mm. get I I feel that he's creative. I think he can he's very creative. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he very creative. Well. Yeah, exactly. I just feel he's very neat and tidy on the ball, and he's just mm. like you feel he's always going to do a, a yeah. positive, successful pass. It's, and he works hard, like he does. That's that's the thing. He does work hard as well, doesn't he? That's the thing. I think that's the biggest thing about a lot of the players in our team that they they all work very, very, very hard. But I mean, when you've got you know, like, say, eighty percent of your team are doing that job, then I think that's probably part of the reason that we're you know looking good. Oh, I might say apart from a few games or whatever this season, but no, look, like Clark, like the rest of them, I think they all work well together, and they. Like I say, they work hard just together. That's all I can say, really. I can't say anything more than that. They just work hard together. He's and strong. Like Clark, he's, he's strong. And he's strong on the like ball. Say, yeah. You're right. He's strong on the ball. He's got good vision. Uh, he does play really decent passes. And he creates stuff. And he scores. What more could you want from a player? And he's very neat, like I say. Very neat. Um, his stats for Blackpool. Four shots, one goal, one assist. And 72% pass accuracy. Another good performance in tough conditions as well. Let's not forget. Yeah. Um, this is what you guys said about Jordan Clark. What trait has impressed you most this season? Is the man to fill the attacking midfielder role we've been needing? Daz says, I love the way he's been a real team player. He doesn't seem to sulk and he comes across 100% that he wants the team to be successful, whether he's playing or not. 
he reckons he's got the same personality as James Shea. Well, like you say there about obviously um, a team player, that's pretty the reason he doesn't always shine out. And this season, I said, what keeps going up? Phones, <laughs> dogs, sitting there going. Phones and dogs and yeah. everything. Yeah, but he is a team player though, and yeah. that's what you like. You, you want him, to, he, he contributes a lot when he's playing and, and it's exciting to have that sort yeah. of player in your, in your team. And maybe sometimes it goes unnoticed because obviously players work so hard, like you say, Clark as well. Maybe that's why people don't realise him as much or whatever sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you take your focus yeah. off, off an individual, you know. You kind of expect it, don't you? Yeah, Um but I, th- I think the last, well, especially Saturday, was outstanding. Outstanding. He's had some really good games for us. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, you know, when he's not playing, I'm going, why isn't he playing? You know? When he's not playing, I always think if we bring him on, we, we bring on a real talented player. Yeah. I like him. I like Jordan Clark. Yeah, Mark says, who is, whose phone is going off over here? It's that last. Give, it's the one on the end there. Give it here. Yeah. Yeah, give it that. Yeah, it's one, one with the thing in it. I keep interrupting our podcast. Thank yeah, you. sorry about that. Who is that? Is that your work phone? Yeah. Yeah. Mark says, oh, uh, yes to Jordan Clark is the man to fill the attacking midfielder role we've been needing. Uh, equally with Luke Berry. If we can get a decent run with the two of them playing together, we can rip teams apart. Could you see that? Clark and Berry as central attacking midfielders. Both of them. Probably not going to play that formation. Versus Harrogate. Why yeah, not? I was going to say, this the thing, yeah, against Harrogate maybe, yeah. But look, two good players there two quality players I think every player we've got at the moment is quality it's just I think whoever we play really barring a couple but obviously I'm not mentioning names but I think we always know that they're going to do a job we've got a good squad and very good squad but Clark is a very important member of it at this stage moving up they've all got high ambitions I'm sure when they come to Luton Camp they, they didn't come here to um, you know just be also runs if you know what I mean I'm um, sorry, I was going to say, I just thought last season, obviously you know about Jewsbury Hall and whatever, but I thought Clark was equally as important last season. And he was up there with Jewsbury Hall. But yeah, sorry mate, go on. James says, <laughs> that's a good point. James says his determination and composure um, is his best traits. It'll be tough to pick between him and Barry when Barry is back from injury. Do you have to pick between them? Can we put Clark in out wide and Barry as a, a 10? Well, why not? You're going to need height in the team at some point, though. But no, why can't you play both of them? Like I say, we can, play, we can still play him out wide. This, this is the thing. It's not like he's going to play number 10 all the time or whatever. I mean, yeah, that's where we've seen him the majority of the time, but I'm sure we're going to see him on the wing a lot more as well. So like, either way, we're happy. Put him out wide, yeah, but maybe not both in the centre because of the height. But you never know. And Greg says he loves his energy and his constant gifting and scheming in midfield in a way, a more athletic and competitive version of Berry. Well, there you go. Um, Very different in, in a way, though, two players. Yeah. Gifting and scheming. What do you reckon to that? Yeah. Sounds like Santa Claus. Well, you, you always... Who's that? Gifting. Uh-huh. Gifting and scheming, but you always talk about a player having a trick up his sleeve. Or whatever. <laughs> Come on, keep stay, keep stay focused, boys. I'm Come so on, sleepy. stay focused, <laughs> stay focused. Come on, you, mm. you talk about you know you've always said you know you want a player that has a trick up his sleeve and things like that. And and I think Jordan Clark, he he he's good at most things he does, and, and I've got nothing bad to say about him right now. Obviously, he's probably the most crazy midfielder we've got. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, thank you. Well, let's hope he starts against Fulham 
and the weekend. And let's get into some Instagram questions to finish off today's podcast. Fulham. Dan says, look, producer Jacob's very odd when he comes to writing running orders. Really? YouTube. Because his first question, which Luton past or present player would fare best in a zombie apocalypse? Is that a serious question? <laughs> Come on. Surely no one's asked us that. <laughs> Well, okay, let's have a look. I'm going to say... I don't believe It's good so. we haven't got Steve McNulty still, because they're all trying to eat him, aren't they? <laughs> but yeah. <coughs> Christ, um, um, Jacob, I'm answering that. I don't know. You'd, you'd want someone who was... Um, quick. Well, it doesn't have to be quick. It have to be intelligent. I was going to say, you need someone who's intelligent. Yeah. So who's the most intelligent player we've ever had play for us? And that'll be the person. All right, you can put that one out. Uh, We're not answering that because I have no idea. No idea. Hey, I reckon Big Mick would give him a go. Yeah, Mick Harford, he's, he's just bottom, knock him all out. Yeah, yeah done. There we go. Uh, all right, back to the serious stuff. Will says, what's the approach for the Fulham game at the weekend? Because obviously they are brilliant. They've got brilliant players, talented players. They're smashing this league at the moment. How do we stop Fulham? High press the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got to go for it. We've played, we played big teams before and we've just gone at them. Yeah, but it's not know. about them being a big team. It's about them being a very good team. Yeah, but we yeah, can't but we, sit back. Like, we cannot when sit I say, back against them. Yeah, when I say big team, I mean ones that you expect to go and, you know, not, not struggle against, but they are the favourites to beat us without a shadow of a doubt. The way they've been yeah. playing, we stop their centre forward, then we might stop just them work, scoring some. work hard, yeah. And I think if we high press all the time, go quick, I think we know we could, we could give them a good game. That's what I feel. We can give them. A, there's no reason why we can't take it to them. Like I said before, I feel like we can beat any team in this league. I still feel like know, we like, can beat them. But when we went to Bournemouth, mm. I sat there and thought, "How the hell have we beaten Bournemouth?" Yeah. I thought we did really, really well. There you go. And then I said, "I don't think Bournemouth will go up." And then I was a bit stupid because clearly they're playing really well right now, right? But at, at the Bournemouth game, we we took the game to them. And I think we was very mm. unlucky. And I think if we take the same attitude to, to, at home to Fulham, you know, I think we'll do well. At the end of the day, they're still human beings themselves, aren't they? They're not robots, so they're beatable. Well, sometimes, you know, sometimes winning runs have to come to an end every now and then, don't they? Or, you know, if we get a point out of the game, we'll be happy. Yeah. But why can't we press for three? So I think it's, it's really go at them quick and really go from the start. Don't, don't hang around, oh, just get at, yeah. them. Look at Norwich last season. Was it last season? Yeah, we beat them 3-1. And, you know, we beat them, clearly. and our, Well, comfortably in the end, really. Yeah. So why can't we get to Fulham? All right, Fulham might be slightly better. They you, know, not, was it the other season when we was up their place and lost 3-2? In, in, mm-hmm. in that game, we got beaten by one player, really. Yeah, it weren't much in it, was mm. it? Yeah. Apart from Mitrovic. He is a brilliant player, though, and he's, yeah. he is. he's tough to handle. And whoever's centre-half, if it's Sonny and Burke or Lockyer or Naismith, wherever it is, they're going to have a battle on their hands, aren't they? It's, mm-hmm. They would have done their homework. Is Mitrovic the best striker to ever play outside of the Premier League? Well, at the moment, he's proving that because his goal rate is amazing. Or the best striker to play ever in the Championship, maybe I'll say. Can you think of someone else in the Championship that's played that's probably better than Mitrovic? But he's not a Championship player, really, is he? He should be in the Premier League, shouldn't he? So, um, no, is the answer. Give me more time, I'll come up with something next week. But sorry, you said how we deal with him, maybe press him (coughs) or press the shit out of him, like you said. Um, Sorry, that was rude, yeah. Just press him then, (laughs) press him. Do Callum says here in the Instagram questions, does Cornick get back into the team on Saturday? I Say he's so. fit and available. Well, great, yeah. Do you put him back in to help with that pressing? Does he maybe replace Mendes Gomez? Yeah, I think so. 
nothing against Mendes Gomez, but that's a different kind of uh, challenge. Isn't it? Um, yeah, different challenge, like say. But yeah, I think Cornet comes straight back in. That's if he's fit, though. Like you say, on the counter attack or on the press, whatever you do, he's a threat. Like I said, Cornet's always a threat, and I'd rather have him in the team than out of the team. So yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, good point. I think any player that works hard, who is agile, who is quick, all that sort of stuff, is playing Saturday. And don't you think that anybody who's not been in the squad because of some some other reason will want to play in this game? They will really want to play this game to prove that we can do it at this level. Yeah. So yeah, I think Cornick, if he's fit, he starts. I think Campbell as well. He's he's got to start as well on Saturday. Yeah, I thought Campbell was really good at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually four or five games to be honest. Yeah, I'm sort of warming more to Campbell because when he first started playing for us, I didn't I didn't see it. But uh, recently, I think he's he's really improved, and uh, like we said on yeah. Saturday, we watched him run around. So maybe yeah, uh, you know, who do you take out the team? Menes Gomez. I think yeah, but then he, he he becomes a sub, and then maybe gets his opportunity later on in the game. Oh, yeah, especially when we're four 0 up, eh? Oh, that'd be nice. But I think definitely. I think Lansbury's coming out of the, out of the team as well. Saturday. Yeah. Are you winning? Because I think we'll end up getting sent off against Fulham. Wouldn't well, surprise me. This is what I mean. You, like I said, you need fast, agile players in there. You put some money I on like that. Pelly. Three, but I think Pelly will play. Yeah, I think he will. I think you're gonna have Pelly. You're gonna have Clark in the middle as well. You're probably gonna have Campbell. You might even see an extra one in there. You expecting anything from Saturday, or are you just going there, going, you know what? Let's just hope we put a good performance, and if we do, anything could happen. This is it. Yeah, that's it. I go to I go to, to every game hoping yeah. for a, for a result. Um, you know, we didn't get one against Cardiff. I was expecting a result there, but on on Saturday, I'll be pleased with not losing to start with. But it'd be even better if if we can not. Ni- I don't want to nick the win, but if we nick the win, that'd yeah, be fantastic. It, it but if, if we can just give them a game, and just and don't get slammed as well. I mean, yeah, give them a game. There is a chance. There's always a chance that we can do it. And we, when we played the stronger teams, even, you know, back in the day when, when the Liverpools and the Man U's came, no one gave you a chance sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then you take the game to them. You know, when we're on our cup run, you take the game to the, play, the teams and, and you can get a result. So why, we can get a result against Fulham and why shouldn't we ever give it a go? Exactly. It's a bit like Leeds as well uh, last year, wherever it was. Because well. no, other, no other people, though, yeah, but no other people are expecting us to win, mm-hmm. given Fulham's form. So, you know, why not? You know, why not? We, what have we got to lose? Nothing. It's going to be a good game. Looking forward to it. Kenneth Road on yeah, Saturday. Uh, I can't wait. Nice little festive fi- fixture. Festive fixture. Yeah, I can't wait. And festive fixture. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a mouthful to say. But, um, you know, and, and wouldn't that be a good springboard? Get, get three points. Don't get beaten by and Get three points. And then you're, you know, coming into the new year. You've just as beat, title favourites, because we are the best. Yeah, well, up. no, but you've just beaten the top league team in the league and it, it will push you on. It'll push the players on confidence. and it'll push us all it. on. It brings confidence, doesn't it, as well? It just brings... It. A lot more joy for the month. Hey, we're, we're, so, <laughs> we're super lucky. We're super lucky because we're so um, we're, we're sort of solid this season. We're not we're not flirting with that relegation. So it's great. Can't it's wait. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Well, it's going to be a good game. Luton Fulham on Saturday, and that's all we have got time for today. Before we go, I only I spoke to producer Jacob on the phone on the way home from Swansea today, and I said, "It's like Jacob. It's two weeks nearly till Christmas Day." And we've got no Christmas episode sorted. I was like, what are we doing? What are you doing? I, well, we want to chat to a few people. When we, set, we set each other tasks the other week of mm. finding someone to chat to on the podcast. How do you know I haven't done it? Well, so I was, was going to say, how's, how's it going? I'm not telling you. It's a surprise. Never have you found someone to talk to? I'm not telling you. 
take that as a no. Patara, have you found anyone to talk to? I'm not telling you. Oh, God. Well, I found absolutely no one, but I've got, oh, yeah. I've got big fine, plans. Well, well, good for you. I've got big plans. I might, good. I might have found one for you as well, mate. You never know. Cool. And here is my dad. <laughs> May as well. Uh, well, that's all we've got time for. Do keep your eyes peeled on social because we're looking to definitely do a Christmas episode this year. So, uh, Owen, the town on socials. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you what, what's next week. Oh, after Fulham, obviously. Yeah, Monday, mate. Well, unless it's another Tuesday. Well, it's Monday, unless you're going somewhere else with Brentford. No. Yeah, no, no, where are you going? Narnia next week. Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Love your stuff. Cheers.